0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. We're here to break down the London victory and look ahead to the Vikings potentially moving to 3-0 at home and 3-0 in the division. So we got a full show for you. Make sure you grab your Lake Monster beer and let's get this thing rolling.
1: Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour where we mix our favorite
0: beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Skol! Boom! Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Like I mentioned in the pre, pre-intro pre thingy, I don't, what do you even call that, Dave? Just the, the intro?
1: Yeah, it's the introduction. It's the,
0: the, the music and stuff is the
1: roll-in, but that's basically the introduction.
0: It's the tease. Well, the tease. <laughs> I true. like the tease best. Uh, like we said in the tease, uh, we're here to talk about the Vikings winning in London. A uh, uh, hell of a game that was for 8.30 in the morning. Um, But first, I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce my co-host, Ryan Ortega, here this evening. Uh, I see you have something to drink, which reminds me that we should probably head down to our our sponsor, Lake Monster, and pick up some beer for this show. Especially since Uh,
1: they've got some secret ones being brewed right now. Yes. Along with some of your absolute favorites already available. Dave, do you have any insight on some of that? Uh, Not complete. I have some. Yes. It's a secret. You, you got to go secret. to Monster right, Bash <laughs> to find out what six special ones are in, in the process right now.
0: That, no, that's that's not, this yeah. Saturday, I believe. It's the 29th. Oh, I thought something was this Saturday, but I might be confusing with something else. But anyway.
2: But they got they some got great a lot beer of stuff out going there. on.
0: Lake Monster in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you're in the Twin Cities area, hit them up. So, with that being said, Ryan, how are you? What are you drinking? And uh, give me your thoughts on on Sunday's game.
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> last yeah, doing Sunday's well. game. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, doing well. I'm just drinking a just a standard beer. I don't. I, it's not a Lake Monster beer tonight. I apologize. I actually did go to the liquor store in Lakeville to um pick some up actually for tonight's show and for this weekend we're doing a golf trip up north and uh i wanted to bring some lake monster up there but unfortunately they didn't have any in stock in lakeville um uh, at least the liquor store by my house so i'll have to hit up total wine or something like that before i head out for the weekend but i do have it in my lake monster glass as always so um uh, <laughs> so we're, we're drinking we're drinking at least uh in style tonight
0: um you know I was going to say you could just stop by Lake Monster. Um, On the way up, yeah. It's on the other
2: side of the cities of where I need to go. But you know what? It might be worth that stop. You're absolutely
0: right. It is worth that stop. It is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: always (laughs) delicious. I know that.
2: Um, What was your question? Uh, Just how I'm doing. Just your your thoughts
0: on on Sunday's win?
2: Yeah. um, You know... it's not the most exciting win in the world, right? You have a you have a Saints team that's down. You know, their starting quarterback, where again, maybe their backups better than their starter. I don't know, uh, but they're down. Their top running back, they're down. Uh, left guard, top receiver. Um, so, so they're pretty banged up, and and we just squeaked by uh, with a victory. Um, but what I will say is that in the past, and I guess we can just talk recent past, right? These are games that we would fall trap to. These are games that we would um, get be close, be close, and miss that field goal to take the lead. And and Will Lutz hits that field goal to take the win. Right, like we yeah. finish the game. And whether it's an ugly win, whether it's a blowout, a win's a win, and it, it allows us to be three and one, leading the division, leading what a second or third seed right now in the um, in the nfc second yeah so I, i'm gonna i'm not gonna complain now i know there's this whole discourse on twitter right now amongst vikings twitter of well kirk cousins you care about qb wins he's getting qb wins but he's playing poorly you complain he plays amazing last year but we couldn't get the wins he is not getting the qb wins it's kirk's fault and I, i'm gonna sit in the camp that says hey i'm happy to get a win
0: yeah. And, and I, I will say, I don't, I don't think that Kirk's playing poorly by any stretch of the imagination. I think, I just think he's playing conservatively in, in these first four games. Um, obviously the big, um,
2: Except <clears throat> for game one, I thought he was a relatively aggressive game one.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, uh, but I was just going to say, other than like the, the call outs where like there's, there's different options for Kirk Cousins to throw to, I really don't think he's played super poorly. Um, he's he hasn't played great he's 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 definitely played middle tier middle of the pack ish Um, but we are three and one with him at the helm and he does deserve credit for his drives in Detroit and his drive in London last week um, on that go route to Justin Jefferson so I think Kevin O'Connor and I'm not trying to give excuses right like these guys are professionals and I talked about it on Sunday and this kind of will go into the theme of of tonight's show of you know where is this offensive explosion? But through four weeks, this Vikings offense has looked more Kubiak esque than it has Kevin O'Connell, Los Angeles Rams esque. In my opinion, um, I think there's and, there's
2: shades uh, there's shades of both there's shades of both.
0: Yeah, but when it matters like, like, most, I when, feel like when, they lean back on, on the Kubiak stuff. Plays
2: sure but when we're when we're making explosive plays it is that rams offense stuff right you look at the end yeah. around to justin jefferson for the touchdown you look at the big um the crossing route that justin jefferson ran both in the green bay game and in the saints game where he's coming across the middle this game he got lucky that kind of Lattimore ran into his own guy and and, mm-hmm. and jefferson's wide open uh but you know those are you know because he motioned before that play right so those are yeah. rams s plays where we uh, we are, though, having some shades of that Kubiak offense. And I wouldn't even say it's – I don't even know if it's Kubiak's offense or if it's shades of Kirk reverting back to that conservative um, decision-making process, like taking the check down when we might have an opportunity one-on-one or a guy yeah. coming open and he didn't wait long enough, and which, which is kind of funny because this is the – First year, and Dave, you'll love this. This is the first year that our offensive line's been pretty darn good. Now, obviously, we had our warts last game. Um, there there was a lot more pressure in Kirk's face than there had been in the previous few. But the offensive lines give him more time. Like, I, his vent oh, block yeah. is maybe at one hundred percent there. So, and i, in, I might have in, in,
0: No, no, I, I got what you were saying. Um, so I. The other thing too, because because you are right, it's it's not it's not Kubiak's offense. It's probably more shades of it. And I think the one thing that Kevin O'Connell stressed even before the season, and one of the things I think he said in in one of his first press conferences is he's going to to kind of meet his players where they're comfortable in in certain play calling. And I think that is more so um, more so keyed in on Kirk um he's going to push him and i think we have seen him push kirk cousins a little bit i don't think it's quite to the the potential it could be uh but we've seen it but when it matters and when we really need things i think they do kind of revert back to what kirk is comfortable with which are those you know play action boot passes um you know getting him out of the pocket and really I'm kind of losing my train of thought here because I keep going back to that Johnny Mump play, but I think you get what I'm trying to say here. Kevin O'Connell is really just trying to, to not force his playbook down Kirk Cousins throat and be like, this is how it's going to be run. Maybe how Zimmer kind of did it in the past and he's going to meet his players where they're at. So um, yeah.
2: And uh, real quick, before we divert to the next topic potential yeah, here, a no, um, co- couple of co- couple comments, Brian, you, you ask isn't this all derived from the Shanahan scheme and you're you're absolutely right yes Clint mm-hmm. Kubiak Gary Kubiak came from Shanahan my you know uh, McPigh tree came from the Shanahan tree as well so yes you, you're absolutely right now you will see the variations of how the offenses ran from like Clint Kubiak and Gary Kubiak from Kevin O'Connell you um, uh, kyle shanahan and sean mcveigh in just the amount of motion that they do the amount of pass plays versus run plays so kubiak is going to be much more run heavy as we saw in the last two years with dalvin uh where yeah. uh, Mc- McVay, O'Connor well M- shanahan still run heavy uh kyle shanahan is but i think the mcveigh tree tends to run, uh pass a bit more than the other two groups um, and then another comment I wanted to bring up was Aaron earlier. I, I'm not seeing it in the comments anymore, but I saw it pop up on the screen. Um, asked, "Are we progressively getting better through these games? Because obviously we have some like ugly wins, if you want to call them that." Um, oh yes, yeah, so are we progressively getting better? Are we passing the eye test? Um,
0: it's a good question. Uh,
2: you, yeah, I, I think it's a great question. Are we progressively getting better? I think so. Are we passing the eye test? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is a contender. Now, sure, we're three and one, and we're winning when we need to win. But like looking at this team going up against, let's say, like the Chiefs team that just obliterated Tampa. I I was watching that game, thinking, I don't think we could compete with this
1: Chiefs team. Right, have a hard time competing with Tampa if Tampa's putting up those many points.
2: Well, right, but also like. Green Bay beat Tampa. We beat Green- we handle Green Bay quite well. Like, where's, where's the delineation there, right? Like, you can say this yeah. about all the different games. But I do know that the, we, we shouldn't be considered the favorite, right? Like, the Eagles are far and away, seem to be the most well-rounded team. Uh, they're playing really well. Um, and, but, like, I do think we are progressively getting better. And then the last comment I wanted to quick say before we get into any other topics here. Um, is Raymond? He, he had mentioned that uh, Mackey uh, had Mike Boone on today, or is it Mike Boone? Yeah, yeah on today. Yeah. Um And they're talking Cousins. Boone thinks Cousins is playing well because of Reads. Again, that's great and all. Like Boone, if you want us to go ahead and say that, there's other analysts that are going to say that you know Kirk's playing a little too conservative. Kirk himself, in his press conference today, said he was playing a little too conservative, basically saying, right, you know, if, if I take a you know half. Half a breath here, I'm gonna see Thielen open in the end zone. If I, you know, take a half a breath, I'm gonna go ahead and see Justin Jefferson running wide open in the end zone instead of the check down. Like yeah. Kirk's realizing it, he's making the right play. It's not like that uh Munt play was a bad play. Like there's no. a lot of discourse on that on Twitter too. Well no, like, that would have gotten a first Munt, down if yeah, Munt exactly. caught it, the it ball was a good read. at minimum.
1: Yeah. if not a touchdown. Yeah.
2: So we probably aren't talking about this if Munt didn't if he caught the ball but at the same time if you're playing more aggressively you're not just like let's get the first sound you're saying okay do I have a chance to get a touch on in this play okay Thielen, like that that corners playing up a bit Thielen's coming open i know it i'm going to hold on just a half a second longer and i'm going to make that play but again i don't fault kirk for making that pass it was a um it, it was the right read so yeah now
1: what zuni Bo- said hold on man What Booney said during the show that is very interesting is, one, that everybody's learning. He loves the way the offensive line's looking, but Kirk Cousins and everybody's learning this offense. But he's seeing stuff where Kevin O'Connell is setting up plays, right, be it um, the Thielen uh, sweep, or not the Thielen, but the Jefferson sweep was a Jefferson TD pass before. And they're, and they're putting guys in the backfield and doing stuff, and it's all to build up on they may align the same way but run completely different concepts and completely different plays, and it's going to wreak havoc on defenses as we get further and further into the season. That Booney was extremely excited about. And we haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. Uh, we haven't.
0: So. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, w- I was just going to call out, by the way, just a just a correction there. It's not Mike Boone. It's it's Alex, Alex Boone. Boone. Mike Boone, Alex is the Boone. Yeah, that's what I thought. Denver running back, former Minnesota Viking, but uh, Denver running back, and yes. Alex Boone is the former offensive guard. So this will kind of you know play off the offense a little bit because um, I want to get your take on the defense this past week in London because I thought they started the game pretty good. Um, And then later on, I think it kind of tailed off. And and that's really what we're missing, I think, in a lot of different phases outside of special teams, I would say, is consistency. Um, We've seen spurts of the potential that this team could be. And that's what I think makes it so exciting. But just talking about last week's game, do you think that the defense you know, fell apart in the second half and kind of kept New Orleans in that game? Or were they just put in some pretty poor spots because our offense stalled out and, and couldn't kind of keep those drives alive and put them back out on the field?
2: Yeah, it's probably a mix of both. Uh, when you when you look at it, you need your offense to at least generate consistent offense. I'm not saying they have to go down and score every, every time they have the ball, but uh, you do need to not run some three and outs like that. That's obviously <laughs> one of the worst things mm-hmm. you can do for your defense, right? So, um, but also, you know, I mean, the defense is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and ever say that it's a solid defense. We went against a bad Saints offense for the most part, right? Yeah. Like you have Andy Dalton; he's not uh, he's not an All Pro. Um, their best receiver was their rookie Chris Olave, which again, nothing against him; he's a great receiver. I, I really wanted, I really liked him. I thought the Vikings could take him if uh, he was available um, in, in this year's draft, but um, but he's he's you know he's still a rookie so he shouldn't be just like completely destroying you right um but we we just we lack i think consistency in in the scheme at this point in time right like some of these guys are still getting used to it we're not generating enough pressure with uh with smith and hunter i mean they they are getting there uh from time to time but i mean there was times last week yeah, right. I'm saying, yeah, like th- there were times last week, Dalton had all day to throw. Uh, so in, in, in these corners are only so good at this point in time, Dansler played really well. I will give him that, but he can't guard a guy for as long as that Dalton had to, to throw at times. Um, and that,
0: that, that goes back to what we talked about. I think it was off air after last week's show, but Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, there's no doubt that they are talented edge rushers in the NFL no one here is debating that but i think dave dave called them this and i'm i'm going to steal it but they're betas right like they just they need an alpha on the opposite side of them to truly elevate their game to an elite level um because andy dalton should not have all day to throw the ball um granted they did put some pressure on him occasionally but that was more so from the interior with like Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson who have been a wrecking crew through this, you know, these, these first four games. So, well, yeah, Z had
1: five pressures. Uh, Daniel had three during the game just for golly geez, looking at it. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson had three. I thought he had more than that, but he was, he was dominant, especially in the run game.
0: And, uh, Phillips yeah, had no pressure. Dalvin Tomlinson has been fantastic. Oh, he's, been, yeah.
1: uh, he's probably been. our best defender.
2: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but per PFF grade wise, he is. Um, oh, really? Yes,
2: he's our number yeah. one rated defender. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I, I, you know, you can see on the field and and when you play back, like he's making hey, plays true. everywhere. So. Hey, um yeah, so it, it, you know, I, I think it's hard to generate pressure without blitzing in this league um, and unless you have just studs, and for whatever reason, our studs aren't getting it done right now. So, um, But the, the, the way that this defense is being called and the way it's played, they don't bring pressure all that often. So um, it, it's, it's going to be a give and take at some point where we either have to accept that this is a poor defense that's going to give up a lot of yards and hope that we just bend and don't break, like we have done a lot during this um, during this season, or we um, or we start bringing some pressure and really putting our corners at risk uh, for big plays. Um, we're, th- no, that's a good thing though. We're not letting up a ton of just massively big plays.
0: Yeah, well, that's and that's the whole point, right? You want to keep it kind of underneath. But I, um, I do want to bring up one thing: what
2: the heck's going on with Harrison Smith? Well,
0: we we can get but, to that because I, I want you to elaborate, but. Uh i I want to address Raymond's uh comment, him saying that no one in the NFL is beta, you don't get to that level as a beta. And I, I totally I totally agree. I couldn't go out and do that shit. So when I s when I say beta, which by the way it came from Dave. So this is really Dave's well, I, if, if we if we boil it down. <laughs> they're
1: they're the side that Yes. Put it
0: down. Yes, they they just need they need someone opposite of them to really help them out in until it's but like but like what's
2: weird is that those two are like the best tandem, at least skill set wise we've had in a while. But yeah to your point, Her- uh, Everson Griffin was like like I, I don't want to say I don't I, I was about to say like probably an insensitive thing to say about him, but like he was a dog. Like like and, and I think Zedarius Smith is a dog too, but I just don't know if like that bark is coming right now. I don't know.
1: Well, It might get there. I think it's part of the defense. I still think they're learning the defense. They're definitely learning communication on the backside, right? Whether they're playing shell and whatever cover it is, they're still making mistakes there and getting in the wrong coverage. So that's communication stuff. I think that's also yeah. part of the line because I think in Donatel's defense, Donatel's defense is known for exotic blitzes. Have we seen any? Nope. Not yet. Hardly and they, and they, at all. I mean, there may, you probably count them on one hand how many blitzes we've had in four games. Maybe, Once the back end gets <laughs> more locked down, I expect more movement up front. I expect sure. him to throw in a blitz every now and maybe, then, which will help pressure numbers.
0: Maybe they're big brain in it, though. Maybe they're, maybe. they're not revealing things knowing that they have these easier opponents. And so why would you put those things out on tape um, so teams can kind of learn it when instead you can kind of keep that in your back pocket? And when you go up against a team like the Miami Dolphins in a couple weeks, who I think, I, I still think people believe in them, even though Tua is, is not going to play this week. But you go into that game and you surprise them, right? Maybe you do start sending some of those blitzes that, are part of Adonatell's defense that we have not seen yet, um, yeah. And maybe they're just trying to keep a vanilla. Who knows? Who knows? Um, going back though, because you you seemed like you got a little hyped up, Ryan. Um, and Dan, I, I am taking ownership. Uh, I, I, Ryan just summed it up better for me. I think they they they're more like sidekicks. So, um. But Ryan, what do you what what are you talking about, Harrison Smith here?
2: you uh, just you watching that game, he. Looks like shit. I we're used to Harrison Smith being like the like savior of this defense, like the eraser of the defense, and he almost seems as much of a liability as Cam Bynum is right now. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like he just doesn't look himself. And God, I I could have swore I was gonna break something in the house when he stayed down. I know he got. They blew that whistle really freaking quickly on that big pass to Olave. Um,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, And they blew that really quickly when he was down on the ground. But I'm like, dude, you got to get up. Like, you have to be so much more aware knowing that they threw it over the middle. They got, like, 20 seconds left. No timeouts. They have to run up and clock this. Get your ass up and squabble your way to the sidelines. I know you got hit in the nuts. I understand. It's painful. (laughs) I get it. But, like, you got to get up and not allow that clock because you know they're going to clock it. So if yeah. you can just stand up, even, and let them clock that ball, you 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 know what I mean? Like now we're not talking, yeah. like because they we got lucky yeah. that Alava was, in was pain. couldn't get. I I get it, but get up, just stand. You he it stand. may have
1: been too hard,
2: dude. Well, All you right, know what? But, and then get, get off the football field. Like that is ridiculous. I was so <laughs> mad because that, that like if if Olavene catches that ball on the sidelines. <laughs> It, hey, I would stand up, Dan. I would stand up, and I would probably be crying, but I'd stand up and let them clock that ball because that so that, that allowed them to run two more plays. I th-
0: I think then what I'm hearing, Ryan, is and we could do this. And we could just We're go to a enough. park, go, go to a go go to a football field, and we can just wail on you real quick, and then we'll see <laughs> how quickly you can get up and then run to uh, run to the sideline. And if, if you Dude, can do it, he didn't
2: have to do that. He just had to stand up. He had to stand up and not be hurt. That's yeah, all you had to do.
1: Trust <laughs> me, you can kill a man if you hit him just right in the nuts. I side. understand.
2: I've been hitting the nuts before, Dave, and it hurts like hell, but I can stand what? up to save my team. It, <laughs> it, it, it was bad. He needs to be more aware and get his ass up because he got up about a second too late. It was one second well, too late. Well, we
1: originally thought Matt and I both and Flip. I thought thought he he
0: broke his wrist. Broke
1: his wrist, right?
0: And especially when he went
1: to the sidelines and he was holding it down low, he was holding his wrist, but he was holding it it over his crotch. We found out later
0: it was – I got to be honest. He got hit
1: in the nuts.
0: I didn't think we would be talking about getting hit in the nuts tonight. Uh, Well, I'm
2: just saying, like, dude, (laughs) like, between the poor play and then that happening, I was just irate. I was irate.
0: Well, tell me more about what you were irate about on Sunday. Because for me, it was the first half blunders uh, where we came away with two <laughs> field goals and uh, we didn't score any touchdowns to put this pathetic Saints team away. And maybe they're not as pathetic as as we think they are. Their defense is elite, but nonetheless pathetic. Uh, well, from an offensive here's the standpoint. thing: is that
2: uh, that defense is elite, yet yeah, we put up I think it was 28 points or 20, yeah, 28 mm-hmm. points. Yep. Uh, we put up 28 points and that easily could have been 42 or whatever, minus nine. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. It, it easily could have been like 35, 40 points if we actually could get it in the end zone. So yes, yeah, so I was also upset about that because again, we had opportunities. Uh, we've talked about them already. Kirk throwing to the flat when it, that second read, that next read is coming open in the end zone. Jefferson was open. Thielen was open. Um, but, again, I mean, it, it's split-second decisions. It's easy for us to say it in hindsight um, when, when it, or when it's happening on TV. This guy has 300, 320-pound linemen coming after him. Uh, so, again, it's easy for us to say. But, you know, you look at the, the way that the scheme, and it's been consistent since game one. We, we, we even called into question Kevin O'Connell's play calling. It's not the play calling. These guys are getting open. It's mm-hmm. making the right read or moving to your second read when the first read is eh, like it's an okay option, but it's not the right, it's not the right option. So, um, yeah, I was, I was upset about that. I was upset about, yeah, like you said, the, the play calling on defense where we allowed them to get back into the game. Um, Harrison Smith laying on the ground, like a little bitch. Um, and then, and, and, and yeah, going on. It's just, it's Ryan's just, got in, some nuts
1: uh, to talk about it. So,
2: it's it's just frustrating, you know what I mean? Like it's like again, I'm happy for the win. I'll take the win. A win's a win. But um, when, when you have an opportunity to put away a team, that's what that's our next step. We're winning the yeah. close, tough games. We're coming back. Now we need to. Now we need to put a team away, and hopefully we can do that this week.
0: So, I I will say, because I I was, I think I was probably equally as livid is not the right word but just frustrated on Sunday like I was clearly I'm happy that we won but in the final score on Sunday I kind of went off on this offense um, because we've been waiting right like we I feel like I'm just a freaking broken record on this show but where is this offense explosion that we we were essentially sold and I, I know I've gotten comments that say like well they didn't like tell us that we were getting an elite elite offense. No, but it's it's implied that when you pull Kevin O'Connell away from the L.A. Rams, who are Super Bowl champions, that he's going to bring that with him. So my question has been through three weeks, where four weeks, four weeks. where is this offensive explosion? And I can say that I've, I, I'm still wondering where that 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 offense is, but after watching back the game, watching through the tape. Um, and I think, I mean, you kind of alluded to it too, right? Like they could have put up 42 points on an elite saints defense. Yeah. And, and the plays were there. Yeah. And And it's killing me to say this More
1: points the week before they could have scored more against Philadelphia and brought us back in the game. Those, that stuff is there. We're sitting there watching it and yet they're they are when you look so at all the metrics s- they're smack dab in the middle of the league right now
0: but I see and here's the thing I don't think I think games will obviously dictate how how much of an explosive offense we see from week to week I'm hoping for a shootout in that Miami dolphin game that would be super fun uh but they and are really also close. An
2: underrated defense
0: there in Miami mm-hmm yeah, but they they are super close. I mean, outside of the Eagles game, which maybe that's just the game you didn't show up for this year. Who who knows? But uh, I thought that they the Packers defense is is good. It's and it's supposed to be really good, and they they did f- just fine against them. Um, you know, New Orleans defense is really good, and they did just fine against them. So I'm holding out hope that it's it's coming and. I don't think it'll be this week, and I don't think it'll be next week. But I would anticipate coming out of the bye week that, and I think, is it Washington out of the bye? Um, yeah, I think
2: so. At Washington. Yeah.
0: I'm just, I'm just checking. Oh, it's Arizona. I think. Oh yeah.
2: No Arizona oh, no, 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 no. Is, uh, before the bye, right? Doesn't matter. I think. It
0: doesn't matter. No Arizona is not before the. Bye. <laughs> We go Chicago. It's after the bye. It's after the bye. Miami
1: and then a bye. Yeah. That's um, but uh, Our but, bye but, is Nashville, that's right.
0: But what I what I was gonna say is just that I, I think it's coming. And I think fans should be um, a little bit more patient with kind of the offensive sputtering, and I and I say that kind of hypocritically because I've I was there on Sunday. I I totally was frustrated with the lack of execution on some of those plays, but um, right. it's coming. Take
1: it's a coming. look at it this way. Because, yeah, we are getting frustrated. We're used to the Stefanski-Kubiak, of kubiak style, right? And Kirk Cousins was his best during those years. This year, we got a a, a new, newer style and a completely new language in the system. It's taken them a while to... To embrace it, to know it, to make it into muscle memory on how to use it. Previously, we used to play starters in the preseason. This year, we did not play starters in the preseason. Half the league didn't play starters in the preseason. What you're looking yeah. now at that first four weeks, the September, yeah, and this one was technically October games, tends to be sort of like the preseason, especially when we played force four games of the preseason where guys are starting to get it Mm -hmm. when they've got a new, new system and new systems even take longer than old systems that they're used to. So they're coming together slowly. Uh, Who was the one that commented? I think it was Aaron. Do we see improvement via the eye test? Are we seeing improvement game to game? If we see improvement game to game, that is something to be happy about. Yes, we can nitpick and go, Why didn't Kirk look here? Or why did Ed Ingram miss this block? Why did Daniil Hunter not get a sack? Right? We can go and get into each and every layer. Uh, We can, but if they're, you need to give them some grace. And I've been. They are three and one. A lot of that's luck, but you got to give them some grace to learn. And as long as they're improving, the hope is still there, right? It's not like they're stuck and they're going to be this way the rest of the season because we know that isn't going to be the case. So as long as they keep improving, yes, we may get frustrated, but if they keep improving and keep winning – let them yeah, do winning, that all win. the way until they hit the elite teams. But we, we hope by the time all. they get to the elite teams, they're playing elite.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go back to a couple of comments before we get to, to the Bears game, if we can. Yeah,
0: I know what uh, comments you're going to go back to.
2: No, 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 not that one specifically, <laughs> at least yet. Um, number one, tight end play. Are we missing Rudy after that? Um Not really. I don't think Rudy was elite when you know who I missed Rudy Hawkins. Rudy was elite
1: was, 10 15 years ago but no, it's, yeah
2: Ru- Rudy was fine in the early part of his career but the, late, hot the take, later take years Kyle
0: Rudolph yeah. was never elite
2: no Ever. he was good oh, I he mean was hey good. hey I'm gonna listen to Glover Quinn Glover Quinn said they game plan against Kyle Rudolph early in his career like that's how much I of did, an impact apparently he in made. the red
0: I'll, I'll give him in the red zone. he, he said elite. all
2: over on the show he said all over on the show I I, I, I couldn't believe it, but because uh, yeah, I even openly was like, what What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> so th- that was the first one. The, the next one I wanted to go to was, oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, oh, what do we think about Tyler Boyd calling out the fans after the game?
0: That's you, not you, Tyler Boyd.
2: All right, not Tyler Boyd. Sorry, Chris Boyd. Um, We're getting all
0: our is, names mixed up here tonight. Chris know, Boyd. Okay.
2: Yeah, Chris Boyd. Nah, but, so, Matt, you Matt, do you want to address it?
0: <laughs> I forget what the exact quote is, so let me pull it up here just so I can properly you you know, never retell out, it.
1: You should never talk disparagingly to your fans. They pay your bills.
0: We got some ungrateful yeah, fans.
1: Yeah. I don't I be on say, the I internet <laughs> looking for
0: shit, but we won yeah. and some were still complaining. We got a big dub. We're three and one. Shut the F up. Please find another team if you're not satisfied or shut the f up my you know what my reaction to that is i don't i don't i don't care what chris boyd thinks of of the <laughs> fans that's true I, I, I really don't like chris boyd had a huge play in that game and it was a, mo- a mo- momentum swinger and i am happy and about it that almost
1: cost us 15 yards it should have cost us 15 yards
0: but Chris Boyd has been on the team for what? No, Five years. He threw his helmet. That's Four. A penalty. How long has Chris Boyd been on the team?
1: I think it's
2: his
0: fourth year. Uh, yeah, we've been Viking fans for so much longer than that. And so,
2: yeah, but you know what? I I'm going to agree with Boyd a bit, honestly. Like, what the hell are no. we like? No, we're going to sit here and complain because Kirk, like, again. We're sitting here complaining that Kirk Cousins didn't throw to Adam Thielen for a touchdown. We're sitting here complaining that Justin Jefferson didn't throw it for a touchdown. We won the effing game, and uh, people are saying that this team's trash. And he's sitting here saying, hey, we put our lives on the line to pre- create this product for you, to win for you. And we're doing that, and you guys are nothing but complaining. And that's true for a lot of this fan base.
0: Well, and, so and I, I, the thing, I agree
2: with him to that extent
0: he, But here's the thing So Complaining, like we're not complaining We are simply Critiquing some of the play Like obviously we're happy But no game is perfect And there's going to be things that you can cr- Critique on a week to week basis Now and, I don't it know it wasn't
2: just Chris Boyd that it was agreeing with Or he's the one that spoke the comment There were many players that agreed Including I, I, Cam Dantzler, and in, he's one of the he's one of the rising <laughs> stars of this team. So it's not just Chris Boyd who's thinking this way. I think that we need to understand that it's hard to win in the NFL, and we should really be grateful for it.
0: I, I guess I'm also a little bit surprised too, because at least in in my in my feed on Twitter, in what I read, um, there were there were clearly people critiquing kirk cousins um uh, you know some of the throws he made the defense letting up some you know some some which, plays but that which happens, happens across the league it happens every, every single week every team has this and i guess i was a little bit surprised just to see it because i didn't think it was an overwhelming amount of fans that were like super pissed but
1: mm-hmm.
0: apparently there's enough because chris boyd tweeted about it i saw other fans calling us you know, fake or fraudulent three and one, you know, people. So honestly, though, I don't, I don't care what Chris Boyd thinks. Um, i want like to root him. for this team. I, mean, I, think I do perfect. too. Yeah, I, think yeah. I do too, but I don't, I don't care how he thinks about how we root for the team that has let us down for decades. <laughs> um, prove us differently then. You know what? Yep. If, if there's still, still fans complaining, go out, prove us differently. And that's it, what they're it'd doing. Be, be better,
2: Every um, week. and, and then and then the <laughs> last question I have for you, Matt. Quick before we get to Denver, yeah. La- last last week you got cooked pretty good online, and in the, in the comments tonight, comments here tonight. tonight? You are getting cooked again. What's going on? Like, where's Dan's anything, comment? If anything, I think you are like the more. Uh, likable of us two to be honest <laughs> uh, of course Dave's the most likable but uh, of us two I, I would assume you're the most likable but you're the one that's constantly getting cooked now I'm called you know smoke another one uh because I keep getting all these names wrong uh but but yeah, yeah I think you just said we were playing Denver
0: this week and it's uh it's Chicago but I did not yeah I you. am getting I thought you did but whatever yeah I'm, get, I'm getting a little cooked but you know I think it's a little bit different. So in in this, in this season, I've tried to take a more active role instead of just host. And so I think it's, it's, I, I'm putting my words out there more. And so they're, they're being scrutinized more than they probably have in the past. So, and rightfully so. Um, But yeah, last, last week I got roasted by, uh, I can't even remember his name, but I was, I was volunteering to hop on Viking hot takes with flip and, I log on to check the comments after and yeah, I got, I got torn to shreds, but we you got we made amends. <laughs> we, we you made did. amends and, and we're good. So I expect to make amends with Dan here too, who, or Nick, it was Nick Howard. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to put you on blast. Know, and, and blast.
2: And Dan. Dan, Dan called you out too, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's both. I got to make amends with both here, but uh, you know, Nick said, You're
2: I mean, they're all working yet.
0: Where, where are these comments? I'm not even seeing them. Oh, I don't know. Uh, see, Dan said he's giving me crap. It was Nick telling me to own up to, uh, or practice what I preach. Which I I am practicing what I preach. I I was frustrated. I looked at it, and now I'm like, all right, we gotta we gotta be patient with the offense. Yeah, I'm practicing what I preach.
2: <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, oh, and the last keep comment, the fiery like,
0: comments coming though. If you guys if you guys have had long days or you're or you're frustrated from. You know some of the Vikings' performances,
1: or it's I, Wednesday I at work and your guy. boss
0: is a jerk. And I yeah. can be that guy. Good. Come in here and just fire all your you know disses that you want right at me. I'm here for the party. It makes the show fun. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I agree. L- last comment on in the game, or comment on the game, and then we'll go to. Uh, are you Chicago okay tonight? Here. I I'm great. Yeah. Um, you are. Is-
0: Stumbling. Uh,
2: Greg, Joseph.
0: <laughs> One second. And
2: all of the special teams. Joseph. those special teams. I mean, we're sitting here where special teams traditionally over the last few years has been almost the Achilles heel. Like, they're not the reason we're losing games, but they're definitely not helping us win. Where now they are <laughs> actually actively contrib- contributing to these wins. You yes, know, where are. we're getting big returns. We're getting clutch kicking. We're getting... Um, great plays, you know, fumbles, or big stops, and like making them uh, down in distance, like or not down distance, but like pinning them back. Like, is our punter the best punter in the league? That our rookie, right? He might be the best right, punter in the right.
1: league right now. Well, well he's the right, one with right. uh, probably the best quarterback rating. Well, that's
2: right. <laughs> well, him and well, Hecker had a great uh pass this week. And I think got called back, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a couple of cool like you know plays that way, like. I'm like jazzed up about this special team. So it's good to see Greg Joseph win special teams player of the week as well.
1: Well, Matt Daniels is turning out to be a heck of a coach and he's got the whole team fired up. they asked, talking
2: about Rager's juicy booty or whatever he was saying.
0: (laughs) Yes. Those (laughs) comments.
1: They were talking about uh, Kevin O'Connell mentioned it in his press conference today, how the whole team's excited and how they want the special teams cap and you know how CJ Ham's a great captain, and they're all taking ownership. And it's the first team they've ever seen have special teams meetings solely player directed special teams meeting at least once a week. The, he's yes. got them fired up. He is a future head coach prospect. He Ooh, just has that eggs. it factor. Um, Mike Tomlinson before before I went to Pittsburgh had that he's got that and he's gonna Mike someday Tomlin. make a great See, i'm not coach. the
2: only one messing up names i'm not the only one messing up names uh,
0: you know what so <laughs> we have I, I uh can
1: blame the whiskey
0: <laughs> i mean dan henneman said it is happy hour and i think i yeah. we have never tagged this like phrase for this show but um i said something a while back that the longer this show goes on uh you know, the crazier the, the takes get. And it's it's true. I mean, when you're drinking yeah. throughout the show, um, it, it gets a little chaotic. But we're cruising through this show. We haven't even talked about this week's game. So let's just quick go through it because... Dave will have us covered on Saturday on two old bloggers to really break it down. So if you guys really want more of a detailed explanation about what to expect this weekend matchup, so on and so forth, check out two old bloggers on Saturday. I think it's Saturday this week. I don't Saturday. know if it's changed. Probably um, at
1: four o'clock, it may be up in the air. I'll let you know because Aaron will be in Alberta, Canada.
0: Perfect. The so there you go. You guys can you guys can check that out there. there but we around can still to four touch o'clock.
1: On it. Central on Saturday,
0: Ryan. I have three questions for you. You can pick any one of them, and then throw a different one back to me. Um, what are the What are your expectations for this week versus the Bears? What are some matchups that we can exploit? What are the keys to victory?
2: Um, I think. Uh, hey, Don. Welcome to the show. I don't, man. There's too too many good options there. I think I'm going to go with the expectations and. I'm actually going to disagree with your earlier take. I think we do see the offensive explosion this week. Home game, Bears' porous defense, their DBs are trash. I mean, they got Jalen Johnson um, is their only good DB, and I can't remember if he's even healthy right now. Um, And and, and Kyler Gordon, who I loved in the draft process, is just getting worked, just getting worked
0: all season. In every mock draft, I think I, I was actively trying to get Kyler Gordon um, and it's nothing, and he's fruition. probably
2: just fine. I think he's probably just fine of a corner, but like, I mean, when you're going up against some of these offenses they've gone up against, and you're the rest of your team is like just garbage because they have no pass rush, right? So, like, yeah. you're, you're not getting any help from that. Yeah, he's just getting worked. So, um, I think this is our off- offensive explosion game. I think we're going to have a great opportunity to really, um, really stick it to them, which is something we haven't really done to the bears in a while. Uh, they always hang around and they might hang around even this game, but from an mm-hmm. offensive standpoint, I think we're going to put up a lot of points, um, and, and have an opportunity to really showcase what we can do. Um, yes. yeah. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Um, okay. and I, I think we have, sorry, I had to address Alejandro. I think it was, uh, he's telling me that I, or no, Aaron, Aaron told me, I need to do a TikTok of me getting hit in the nuts Side by side (laughs) with Harrison Smith, and see if I can get up faster than him. And uh, Alejandro had mentioned tequila, and I'm like, well, if I can take a few shots of tequila before that happens, I might be up for it. So there you go. um, go. All right, uh, Matt, why don't we have you talk about the keys to victory?
0: Keys to victory. I think this game this weekend, the key to victory, and it's going to be weird because we want to see a you know, an electric passing offense. But I think, and we'll get to this too in the buy-sell portion, but I think we need to get Dalvin Cook back on track. I think this is a Dalvin Cook breakout game to where he he shuts up the naysayers, including myself, of is he regressing? Um, and I think that if yeah, we can... I think
2: can, Dalvin Cook is Cook, dude. I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I'm a believer. You'll
0: get to talk about that in just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I I think the keys to victory here obviously are, you know, being efficient on offense, you know, finishing these drives. We can't be settling for field goals this week, especially at home. I want to see some aggressiveness from Kevin O'Connell when it's fourth and short, fourth and goal. You know, when you're down in the red zone, let's convert. Let's get the touchdown. Let's get out of there. But for the defensive side of the ball, the keys to victory for me and we, we called him out in this show. Um, I want to see, oh my gosh, my cat scared me. Um, I want to see, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter shut Justin Fields down. And I, I forget what show it was on, but I, I kind of compared the, the mobility aspect and the, the tough running of Justin Fields to Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen, right? They They both kind of, are elusive in the pocket, and um, they they can be a little you know they they can get away from from pressure pretty easily. Now I'm not saying Fields is even in the same realm as those two, especially arm talent wise. You know I would trust Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen way more than that, but um, I want to see Zayary Smith and Daniil Hunter really apply that pressure and close down on Justin Fields. I want. And I wanted Justin Fields back in the day. He's he's a division rival now. I want him to have nightmares from Sunday's game versus this Vikings defense. Let's get it rocking. I want some old-school football where we stop him on defense and just pound the rock. Mike Zimmer can sit in Kentucky and be proud of this game plan this and That's my key to victory.
2: Wow, look at that. Look at that. Dave. Do you have a couple of uh,
1: matchups we can exploit real quick? Well, uh, as he said, as Matt said, Justin Fields is the worst under pressure, and he's the most under pressure so far this season of anybody.
0: Dude, dude ranks 32nd to, out of 33 quarterbacks this year. <laughs> you've to got
1: to crank up the pressure on him. This is the time for Donatel to break out those blitzes and make his life miserable because he has nobody to throw to right it's yeah the bears aren't good now i shouldn't say that because i probably jinxed us but nah. on paper this should be the coming out game for the Minnesota Vikings the offense should rock they have no excuses they should go out there and maximize Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen should be putting points on the boards. Uh, You got, we should be able to run on them. Hopefully, Dalvin gets his first over hundred yard game. Kirk Cousins should be able to settle in there. It's this should be the coming out game for the Minnesota Vikings, and one key factor is that destroy their will to play, right? Destroy. Not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side. Destroy Chicago's will to play. Make them want to get on their bus or their plane and fly back to Chicago before, you know, the end of the third quarter. Just destroy it. Yeah. And they could
0: do that. They have the ability. No, and I I totally agree with you, Dave. Um, Ryan was looking for matchups, though.
2: Well... (laughs) Well he he kinda gave that, right? Like the defensive line versus the Bears offensive line.
0: That's fair. Like that's fair. Our I guess. our offensive line guess. versus just, their defensive line. I don't like I don't think both there's
2: will. Yeah, I get it. One section where the Bears are better. Oh, hey, Aaron, Aaron, you are right. No more hicks. We need Asamoah in there. We really do.
1: And is supposed to start. I saw that a couple of days ago. What? You're not yeah. not, I not Asamoah. It. Nope, nope, no, no. no. Nope. Ah, nope yeah. You got me. Yeah. Yeah. Armin yeah, Watts is going to start for the Bears. I'm not Man worried about team. Armin
0: Watts. And, he's all, and he hasn't
2: started yet. This. Why season. would we worry about Armin Watts when we have the amazing, elite Garrett Bradbury? I'm not worried about Armin Watts. That's just so what I'm, the one, I'm that I've dragged, the one player I've trashed consistently over the last two and a half years is been Garrett Bradbury. And he's sitting <laughs> here actually playing out of his mind right now. I don't know how great he is. I think he's still grading semi-poorly. But he's actually pass blocking better, which is he's what 18. I wanted Well
1: actually he's grading the best, but I'm not sure it's all him versus well, blocking, and I'm like, blocking last game up. he was
2: awful,
1: apparently. I'm food.
0: using my host powers. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about Garrett Bradbury. Let's start the lightning round. Uh <laughs> oh,
1: that means by I the way if you're here music.
0: still and you're and you're firing up the chat, uh we really appreciate <laughs> it. That wasn't me. No, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the wrong um, one, and, we're, and please continue to come back every single Wednesday. We love hearing your comments. We love seeing you shit talk us. Um, we're all in this together, as they would say in High School Musical. Um, I know Ryan will <laughs> love that analogy.
2: I really do, actually. You know what's funny is, um, <laughs> me and my friends actually used to love that movie in high school, and um, and my wife like just rips me apart for it still to this day. Like, really? You know, can adopt it. I'm like, We're I, all like this the, I like the music, you know, Zach Efron, come on, Mike, it's nice. <laughs> all right,
0: let's get the, let's, go, let's okay. get the on going.
1: Okay, 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 okay.
0: And shit, I didn't do a recap of last week. I'm falling apart. I think last, okay, so last week, over under, we had Vikings defense with one and a half interceptions. I believe you took the under, I did. Ryan. Um, so you would have been correct. Adam Thielen, 95 receiving yards. I think you guys said under, and I think you both barely uh, got by there. He got 92, I believe. And this is all just off the top of my head because I was a horrible host and didn't look into this beforehand. Uh, The third one was 24 points by the Vikings offense, and we got that one as well. So, nice, done. This week, a little bit different. Uh, The first one, to you, Ryan Justin Fields, one and a half interceptions this week.
1: Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, hold Andrea. on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting we're getting some High School Musical stands coming out in the comments here right now. She good. used to so, be in love with Vanessa Hudgens. Let's go, my guy.
2: Let's go. And yes,
1: all right, Andre, you need to make company.
2: it back every week. This is our <laughs> right. We want you all um, back every week. So what what do you say? One and a half uh interceptions for Justin Fields?
0: Averaging one a game, by the way.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm gonna still stick with the under. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I, I think they're gonna try to run a bunch and um I just don't trust like Dancler to get the pick when he has a wide open pick or whomever. Like they, we've dropped we've dropped a lot, so um, I think uh, I'm going
0: to go under. All right, Dave. What are you thinking?
1: Well, how many yards game are they producing passing wise? It's only like a hundred. Yeah, um, not a lot. So he's not throwing a whole lot of passes. I'll go under. <laughs>
0: stick to what you know, Alejandro.
1: <laughs>
0: that's a, that's a quote from
1: Dan's going stick over. To the stuff Thank you, you know. Dan. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Dan.
0: Yeah, and if, if you're still here. I, Matt, I meant to preface this. I'll tell you right now, but I meant to preface. If you're still here listening, uh, comment what you think as well. Um, I anticipate that this is going to be an over. I'm going to go with the over only because I expect the Vikings to dominate on Sunday, and therefore the Bears will be in full-on passing mode, which means that we will um, be—they'll be more susceptible to interceptions. So, Uh, the next one, Kirk Cousins. Two and a half touchdowns. He's averaging two a game.
2: Uh, I'm going to go over. Um, I think that Cousins is you know playing well. He's going to have a little bit more time to actually read the field because of their poor pass rush and their they're just their secondary isn't very good. So I think we're going to have an
1: opportunity to uh,
2: to get the over there.
1: All right, Dave. He's going over. Like I said, this is a coming up. Like Vikings.
0: Oh, see, I can't. I would get uh, cussed out by Nick Howard and, and, and Dan here if I if I chose the over here because I said this was going to be a Dalvin Cook game, and so I don't want to be a hypocrite.
1: Still
0: be. And I got <laughs> to practice 4
1: Five or seven touchdowns?
0: No, I'm saying the under. I think he gets two. I think he sticks to what he's been doing. Uh, Raymond going with a big one though. He thinks five touchdowns this week. I hope, man. I hope. Dalvin Cook is the next one. Uh, over or under a hundred yards rushing? He has yet to surpass a hundred yards this season. I'm
2: gonna stick with the under. Uh, just I, I think we're incorporating Madison enough where you know it's limiting Cook's production. Um, he's still playing a little hurt, I think, and uh, hopefully we're up uh, at a, a, enough of a lead where we can kind of put in our backups. That's how optimistic I am this week.
0: Nick Mullins time? Is that what you're saying?
2: I'm Ty Chandler, Nick Mullins, Kenny Wangu, <laughs> all of them.
1: All right.
0: All right. Dave, what do you bet you? You thinking Dalvin Cook uh, over or under 100 yards rushing? He should be able to run
1: on the
0: the Bears. He's going to break open this week. He was close last week. He was close. He, was
1: close. Uh, he got tripped up by the shoe. Where the guy grabbed yeah. his shoe, and that was it. Um. No, he's going to bust one. I'll well, go over. He goes over 100. He didn't even grab well, a shoe. He tripped him. It was ridiculous. It was <laughs> a legit trip. I,
0: I, I have to say over. Um, Or again, I'll, in the comments next week, I know Nick and Dan will be ready to roast me. Uh, so I'm Brian, going over 100 under, yards. Let
1: him rest his shoulder. That's not going to happen. Brian.
0: He, here's, he, here's my bold prediction of the game. Oh, we should get this weekly Ooh, as this well. We can one, add Aaron. this into the lightning round. Uh, okay. My bold prediction this week. 175 yards rushing for Dalvin cook. Wow. Look at you. Whoa. Ready? And you know what? There was nothing contributing to me saying that. <laughs> at <all.
2: laughs> Well, I wish I had some bourbon right now.
0: If you're listening to this on the pod, I just had to lift up my, uh, my whiskey glass. All right. So we'll do some buy sells, get to the predictions and then we'll get the hell out of here. Cause, uh, the fact that you guys have spent, uh, an hour with us this evening is, uh, is really appreciated, but but, but you shouldn't. Um, buying or selling Cam Dantzler through four games. He's currently 38th ranked quarterback cornerback according to Pro Football Focus.
2: I'm buying. I, I think he's playing well, and I think he's going to be the future of the position. Along with hopefully we get him back, Andrew Booth this week. Apparently he's practicing today, so I think I'm going to buy Cam Dantzler, and I'm also going to. Throw in a uh, a couple um, penny stock, like all in penny stocks on Andrew Booth since he hasn't played yet, really. So, okay.
0: Did you see? I, I would agree with that Andrew Booth one. Um, do you did you see Mateo's bold prediction? Two touchdowns for Jalen Rager this weekend, one punt and one on offense. Fire yeah, in some more bold predictions. Well, you know I like what?
1: The, I like the one Wang Chung touchdown probably by kick return because he's getting close. Wang, who what? Can no you just long say long. Wang Chung? Wang Chung. We're going to Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> I
2: haven't heard I don't that
1: know one what that again. is. Yeah. Um, oh, here's, you here's guys are that young. Oh, Im-
0: impromptu be. here, impromptu. But if you haven't already, uh, throw your bold prediction for this Sunday in the chat. If you, if if it comes to fruition. I will send you a lake monster beanie because it is starting to get cold. I got one upstairs for a giveaway. I don't have it with me right now. Yeah, I know. Um, but I will, I can send you a, um, a lake monster beanie for this winter. If your bold, bold, uh, take is correct. So fire them in there. I'll take a picture. I'll, I'll remember next week. And if not, You can always bug us next week as well. Um, The next buy, sell, Dalvin Cook regressing. Are you buying that he's regressing? Are you buying that Dalvin Cook is cooked?
2: Yep, I am. I am buying Dalvin Cook's cooked. I'm not sitting here saying he's garbage. He's still like a higher-end running back. I don't think he's anywhere close to a top-five running back like he has been the last few years. And Mm -hmm. I think he's starting to regress just age. All those carries he took, he's got no tread left on those. He, he's got tread left on the tires, but it's not plentiful. Um, and I think we might look at moving on next year. If, if it's wow. possible, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is, but it might be. And if it is, uh, we probably do. Do I think he's cooked?
1: Yeah. He's getting there, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I think say I we can Say
1: that about Harrison Smith and, uh, Both are starting linebackers as well. They're over that, over the hill for their position groups.
0: Yeah, I, I I think. Adam Thielen. I think I'll agree with that. I unfortunately believe that Dalvin Cook might be on the the downfall of his career. But much like Ryan said, I don't think it's necessarily like he's just done. Right? Like I, I think he's he can still be decently productive. But uh, I almost wonder too if the Vikings offensive staff believes it or maybe there's an injury he's battling through because outside of last week I think Madison has been pretty consistently in the lineup more than we've seen in previous seasons and that might just be a regime thing but um, that's just something to continue to keep an eye on and with uh, Kenny Wongu and uh, Ty Chandler sitting behind both of those guys I mean it's I don't know I don't know. Yeah, this might look a lot different next year, but we're three and one, so we're focusing on now. And the okay. last buy sell is: uh, Will Kirk get more comfortable? It's it's kind of a, a dumb one. We've kind of talked about it, but do you think that Kirk will become more comfortable within this offense and therefore become more elite? Are you buying or selling that? Buying. Oh, Dave's quick to jump on that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it- any.
1: He's he's gonna learn. He's getting little bits by little bits, he will learn, he will get more comfortable, he'll be fine. And then don't break off but that's beside the point.
2: I just think Kirk is who Kirk is. I don't think that he's gonna get significantly better. I don't think he's gonna get significantly worse. I think Kirk is who he is. Like we've been saying this for all off season, really. It's like I don't think Kevin O'Connell here is gonna make Kirk suddenly this MVP candidate. I think we, he is who he is, and he's a darn good quarterback. So it's not like I'm saying he's bad. Um, he's a very good quarterback. I just think he is who he is. I don't think he's suddenly going to become this MVP-level quarterback later this year.
1: Well, I'm not saying that, but he's going to get comfortable well, running this that, offense is what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I, and I kind of left it up for, for ambiguity here, but uh, yes, I, I, I'm going to buy this. I think it's just – as time goes on, you get more comfortable with certain situations and certain things, um, much like a, a normal job, right. With new roles and responsibilities, he's just kind of working out those kinks. And, and I, th- I think that we'll get there um, and he will be more comfortable. Now, whether that translates to stats is yet to be determined, but, sure.
2: uh, Hey, he's getting wins and that's the most important stat. So
0: that's all that matters, except on Monday night. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> So, All right, let's do predictions, and then Dave can update everybody on what's what's coming this week. Uh, I mentioned at, at the beginning of the, the season that each week we will have a media guest uh, give their prediction, um, whether they're on the show or via telephone. And tonight, uh, Dave will bring it up here in just a second, but tonight we are graciously gifted a prediction from Chris. Thomason of the Pioneer Press.
1: Hello, this is Chris Thomason of the St. Paul Pioneer Press. I'm sitting here wearing a House of Commons shirt from London, even though the Vikings have already been to London. But anyhow, moving forward to the Chicago game, it's kind of unusual that they're playing the Bears at home not late in the season so they can't blow a playoff berth by losing to them but this is a different vikings team under kevin o'connell so i am predicting vikings 23 bears 20
0: thanks thank you very much chris thomason in a slight jab there by the way (laughs) of uh can't blow a playoff berth wow i love it i love it so we got uh we, we got chris uh, with a victory for the Vikings by the way I didn't recap I'm three and one Ryan's three and one miles is three and one the media guess is three and one Dave is two and two um, Ryan why don't you go
2: uh yeah I, again I think we win well uh I have this well in hand and I think we you know have a pretty big uh, differential there I'm gonna say 31 17.
0: Thirty-one seventeen. I'm trying to look quick. And I was I
2: thinking 31-17. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe 10. 14. I don't know, but yeah. like yeah, I'm gonna say thirty-one seventeen. Yeah.
0: What is the spread? The spread's seven. Seven.
2: Oh, you know, I usually look at this too, and I didn't. But yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna go with a fourteen point spread.
0: The spread is seven. Skull Purple Podcast says he's four and zero. Oh. Congrats, man. Woohoo! That's, that's that's good. I wish I was four and zero. Oh. I'm doing good this year, though. Last year, I think I was, well, whatever the Vikings record was at this point. Um, I am going to go with a convincing victory. And I think when I say convincing, I I, I do think the seven spread is probably pretty accurate because I feel like Chicago gets a garbage time touchdown. So I'm going to say 23 or 30 to 23 Vikings win. That, okay. that, that fulfills it. I think that's pretty close. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's it for us. Uh, thank you for hey, joining us. This- yeah, I said yeah, thirty-one fourteen.
1: I don't, I Oh yeah, that's I right. Think, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. think defense keeps them down below the Mendoza line. The Mendoza line for those who don't know is seventeen points. That is their stated goal this year. They've been running around twenty-four points, but seventeen points is the Mendoza line. If you keep Play teams under seventeen points you generally win, and they should score at least thirty one points, like you said. I expect that sort of offense production because their defense is so weak, and there is the availability to do that in this new system, and there should be people this should be their coming out party
0: flat out and something all right, we're gonna see it hopefully um but yeah, that is it for our show tonight. Uh, Like always, this show is sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you haven't yet, go out there, check out their beer. Uh, They have a great indoor space. They have heaters for the outdoor still for fall weather. So if you're in the Twin Cities, make sure you swing by. As for everybody in the chat, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for firing up the chat tonight. It was great. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the Climb in the Pocket YouTube channel so you can come back and see us every week. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell your tell the homeless guy in the corner who's probably got an iPhone somewhere. Um, <laughs> <Damn>. Anybody, <laughs> I know that was that was kind of mean, um, but still, point still stands. Tell everybody you know <laughs> to come check us out, give us a bunch of shit, and hey, you might get a giveaway. And then just a shameless plug before I toss it to Dave here. I am going to be writing more, and you can check out all my stuff over on Daily Norseman's. Website. I just recently published one uh, saying, Should the Vikings now be considered the NFC North favorites? So go check that out. Spam the comments there. And uh, we'll see you next week at 8 p.m. Dave, take it.
1: Very, very shameless plug. All right. Go hey, ahead. nothing go wrong ahead, with Dave. it. It's great. That's it <laughs> another voice over to Daily Norseman. And Daily Norseman has some of the best writers in the Vikings blogosphere. They are our partners, literally our partners. We have been with them. We are part of the whole SB Nation community. We are, we happen to be their podcast arm. Chris Gates runs the website. There's tons of great writers. You know, Eric Thompson from Viking Hot Takes, which should be on tomorrow night because they moved from Tuesday. However, we've got an issue with tomorrow night too, but we're trying to get a substitute. We'll let you know tomorrow. Saturday, Eric's back, by the way, um, he flew in Tuesday. That's the reason we couldn't have it on Tuesday night. He wasn't due to land until about 30 minutes prior to the show. He wasn't sure he was going to make it from MSP to his house in time. And you, know, you don't want that. You know, kids are going to welcome you home. So let's, you know, so we moved it to Thursday. I'll let you know tomorrow. If we do, in fact, have a show and have a substitute, we have a man in mind. But he's got to say yes. So after that, you have myself and Darren doing a pregame show on Saturday. Saturday at our normal time is 4 o'clock. If that changes, I will let you know as well because there's a possibility it might this week. And we will break down the game. Darren will go over to the last Saints game because he's the final guy on CTP to do that. And then we'll get into how we can beat the Bears and how we can beat them soundly. How we can skin them and mount them on our wall behind us because we win. We'll get into that Saturday, all here on Climb in the Pocket every week. What do we say, guys? Skolvikes. 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 Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout out goes to our partners, the Daily Norsemen, where the best. Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody.